How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. We thought we had missed the heat wave affecting the rest of the country. And then this week, uh, we here it is. There it is, rearing it is. its hot, it ugly head. Yeah. Which we were talking a little bit before we started recording. And now that I have like a fully functioning air conditioner in our home, uh, I am perfectly content to just blast it during the day, but then at night, because I don't have an AC in the bedroom, it's been hot, and I, for the first time in months, have been having trouble sleeping again. I know, and me too. Our air conditioner, like, crapped out. I think it's, like, too hot. Like, I think, I don't know what's going on. It's, like, we were blasting it nonstop. We used it too much. It's, like, not working. And you have central AC or a box mm -hmm. central, yeah, central. But it's been like air, like it's working a little bit, but not not. So I think we have to like call them and have them come fix it. We just have to, yeah, because this time of year, I mean, just for the next couple of weeks, this is when it's most necessary. Yeah, it's like a hundred degrees here. And I was like looking at all these online like 10 I mean they have it on goop they have them on everything like 10 things to help you fall asleep and it's like you know no blue lights dark blah 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 but then one of the big ones is like a cool bedroom and yeah it's like you have to make your bedroom totally dark make it like smell good with like some shit Mm. make it really like peaceful and make it ice fucking cold and you'll go to sleep but if you have and make your bed really nice yeah 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 but if you don't do all that, you will be an insomniac like me. Yeah. We have three. We have three fans going. Uh, but then like the 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 wind from the fan gets me. No, like it's I like, like the cool. But yeah, it's I, and I don't mind the the sound. I like that sort of ambient white noise of the fan. But it's the I don't like the breeze blowing on me like that. 
Mm. I don't like it when you get those fans that like rotate. Oh around no, I can't the do room, that. And then it's like you're like lying there. And then all of a sudden you get a blast of air blowing in your face and then it goes away and then it comes back. It's like, how are you supposed to sleep like that? Yeah. But yeah, I was trying to find like last night, actually last night I went to sleep really well because I had played tennis before. So I think my body was just tired and I had slept so horribly the night before, but I was do I actually like went and like did one of those like sleep meditation podcast things. Yeah. Uh, I, t- it w- I guess it helped because I did fall asleep, but it was like, so it- I just don't let like, it's the people's voices are annoying. And some of them are just like meditations where they're like, you know, release tension from your feet. Now your ankle, like, you know, body scan stuff. But then some of them are like, I'm going to tell you the most boring story in the world. It's just annoying. Yeah. It's more annoying than um, helpful. And yet yeah. it worked. So maybe it worked. I don't know. There sometimes I'll get into one that I, that will help me, but then like it stops. Usually I just have to like, this is so bad, but like, I usually just have to listen to something that will like blot out all of my like anxiety thoughts Yeah, that enough that I'll just like listen to what they're saying until I fall asleep, even if I like it. So I usually just listen to like a regular podcast, like that I would listen to anyway like something that I like and Mm -hmm. just like fall asleep with it on because I can't because it's like it has to be something like I can't just listen to like some random person drone on about bullshit like it I have to listen to something that like I already am like familiar with with and like enjoy yeah uh I I mean I all pretty much always listen to some podcasts before I go to bed I don't know if it like helps me fall asleep I guess it helps me relax a little but then I've been trying to read more every night so I think that actually helps me fall asleep is like reading more than podcasts last night I fell asleep watching Flave City going doing like a healthy um Walmart haul on YouTube wait if <laughs> who's Flave, 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 no, who's Flave City? Flave, we've talked about him before he's really 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 intense like insane for like his health stuff like he will he has this YouTube channel where he cooks but like more than that he goes to like whatever grocery stores and just points out all of the toxic ingredients oh and, yeah wait like, everything is he anti-seed oil oh yeah yeah because I think I don't know if it was him or someone like him, but um, healthy oil respecter like was posting his stuff on her Instagram feed. His name is Bobby. I don't know what his last name is, but like one of his things, he'll hold up like Bobby approved, but it's like, he'll even be anti like natural flavors. He's like, if anything has natural flavors, he's like, you can't have that. Obviously all seed oils, if anything isn't organic, um, he's very strict. And he also, one of his dumber, points that I forgot about is that he says at home they eat paleo and keto um because they like how they feel when they're on keto but they also want to be able to eat like paleo baking and stuff that's like higher carb and so he's like so we'll never be in ketosis but it is paleo and keto and I just like I I'm like that's just paleo yeah because if you're isn't keto only works if you're in in that's the whole point I think yeah, I mean, and paleo is naturally sort of like lower carb, higher fat. Um, yeah, except then, all yeah. of the, a lot of the like ancestral, like they started being carnivores, but then they realized that they were like never going to shit for the rest of their life. So now they're all obsessed with eating like 
10 pounds of fruit a day. These people are so because they still won't touch a vegetable. It's all just because they're fucking babies and they hate vegetables. That's literally the only thing that the reason why they are this, they have this diet. So funny. I feel like, um, the one thing that people misunderstand about all of this is like how, like how little protein you're actually supposed to be eating. Like these diets are all moderate, including whole 30 are like really moderate protein. Like it seems like a lot because you have to have animal protein with every meal. And, but so that does seem like kind of a lot, but you're not having like, you literally have like a three ounce, like palm size serving. Like you don't have like a giant steak and like a couple, it's like more vegetables and fruit than. Yeah. I mean, most people in industrialized countries eat obviously like way more protein than they need. And that's the thing with these fucking paleo people too, is sorry, if you were actually were like a caveman, you were having like a big hunt a few times a year and like feasting on meat. And then the rest of the time you were like barely eating, you were just like eating fucking like insects off the ground or whatever. Like you weren't eating a lot of protein. I think the worst thing about the paleo diet is just like the paleo element of it. Like I like it. I like eating like, you know, watching the grains, watching the sugar, of course, like the sugar is the really bad thing. And just the focus on like whole, like real food, like that's the biggest thing, like just not eating food with a bunch of shit in it, just like eating like an actual normal ingredient which is like, people act like that's crazy, but it's like the most, it makes more, it's not, it's like less crazy. Yeah. Like not buying stuff that has that stuff in it. But like the whole thing of like, this is how our ancestors eat, ate or whatever is first of all, I don't know, but it seems pretty racist to me. Like whose ancestors are you talking about? And like, what part of the world are they supposed to be in? Cause like everybody didn't like start off eating the same exact diet in like every part of the world. And also like, there's no, like you wouldn't have the abundance of like food sources. Like you can have whatever the fuck you want to eat in this country. Like you wouldn't just, it's just, it's not paleo. It's not what they ate. Like they, like, like cavemen weren't eating like bananas with almond butter. (laughs) Um, it's just so stupid, but I like eating banana. You know what I mean? I like, yeah, yeah, eating yeah. I just don't want to be like a paleo person. Yeah. So I mean, maybe it's, yeah, it's like the term and like the type of people that are obsessed with it. Cause it is obviously like eating, uh, unprocessed food, eating like whole foods from, you know, vegetable sources and fruit and like good proteins is the best way to eat. But yeah, it's just like the, the obsession people have with the, I don't know, like the, the political aspects of it almost are. Yeah. People get driven to the point of insanity, but I mean, I don't know. Food is political. That's true. Everything's political. How is, uh, what you have like a week left of whole 30 about, yeah, I actually lost count yesterday. I have to like crack open my whole 30 journal. Um, the diet is going great. Like the, that part is going really well. You look great. I think your skin is good and yeah, everything's really, yeah. Well, thanks. Um, the, the food element of it is really good. It's really easy and it's like totally second nature. And there, I have like not had any real cravings for like at least a week. And even before that, it was never bad. 
Um, I get it's like boring to eat like some of this stuff, but, and it's almost like sometimes eating is like taking medicine. Like I'm like this more, like before we did this, I had to like eat the last of my egg bites. And I was like, I don't want to eat these, mm. but it wasn't like there was anything else I wanted to eat instead. I wasn't like, Oh, I wish I could have like a pop tart or like a donut or something. Like I wasn't even like an oat, like oatmeal or even like other whole 30s that like a sweet potato or whatever. Like it wasn't like I wanted anything else in particular. I just like, don't want to eat as much as you eat on it and like I don't know I just didn't want the I don't know it's just yeah, like all it, food becomes sort of like boring it gets monotonous for sure but it's a cool way to start thinking about I want that's the point like I want food to feel very like not activating and like not I want to feel just like eat to live I like my goal is just to be like a total eat to live person no I understand where you're coming from and yet I don't think I think I just derive too much pleasure from food to I know I know that would never be you and I I just I don't know I feel one of my biggest goals with this is to stop using food as like entertainment yeah yeah no it's it's not healthy to do that all the time for sure but, but so you don't think you'll ever, I mean, you'll like want to go to a nice restaurant and like be entertained oh, while you eat. Yeah. Like I just I, on like a daily basis when also yeah. I'm coming off this, like, I mean, literally like before I did this, I had like a solid six weeks of like two amusement parks, like a Michelin star tasting menu, like a million, like like traveling and like eating the things that you had to get steakhouses like big like anniversary dinners like I was eating a lot of entertainment type food so it's not like I'll never want to do it again but have it like I think I'm just whenever I do like a cleanse or a reset or whatever it's usually because I'm like so ready to do it for sure but I also want to like be able to rein that stuff in more. So it's like, I don't like getting, like, I feel like what happens to me is like, I'll go on a vacation or I'll go on like a fun day or do something and we'll like eat bad or whatever, eat like not healthy food. And then I want to keep that feeling of relaxation and vacation going. And the way that I do that is by having more unhealthy food in my day-to-day life. Like oh, I want to yeah. make my life feel more special. So to make it feel more special, I eat bad because it feels like I'm on vacation, which is not, that's what I'm, I'm like trying to break that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, how's Brian doing on Whole30? Is he enjoying he's doing it? great. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, it's really not that hard. And especially because now there are so many convenience foods like and it's like I've done like a whole 30 before and I've done other like kind of like paleo-y diet things before and then I've also done vegan stuff before and the paleo stuff is just really easy I mean basically anywhere you go you can get like meat and a vegetable it's not hard to find it even like last night we had um we like went to a concert and we didn't eat dinner and we like didn't go home until late and we could go to like in and out and just get like protein style like with no cheese and no spread mm. no spread which no is like spread. an embarrassing <laughs> word but that's yeah. what they call it god i haven't had in and out in so long it's sort of 
grosses me out just thinking about it honestly oh really you don't like in and out i mean i don't i like it i but it's i mean as someone of non-fast food experience now for the past several months i all actually i almost broke down and went to um taco bell and but then i realized they didn't have the mech i just wanted a mexican pizza because they was like coming back i think i will get i will get one when it comes back permanently just for old time's sake but i probably won't enjoy it let's see in and out yeah i mean you know for for that type of stuff it's like especially if you're getting like protein style no spread it's pretty healthy it's just it's just disgusting to you well it's just the quality the the meat itself is like oh yeah well you know i just like i cannot live a life where well first of all i never eat that's like i never buy any meat other than turkey or chicken or fish from my house um except for like occasionally i'll get sugar-free bacon but that's like very rare um but like I don't eat it day to day or like I just eat like chicken fish and totally and turkey and if you if there's like a situation where like I'm not I don't like have like a prepared like planned thing like I kind of have to be able to like eat what's available of course of course um that sounds good I made a soy braised chicken last night, which was what really- What does that mean? It's, so I'll post, I'll post the thing. I forget. I, I took a picture of it. I haven't posted it yet. It's, I think it was from Bon Appetit and it's, um, you basically just make, it's super simple. One pot, you just get like chicken thighs and, um, and you put them in a Dutch oven and then you make this marinade of it's like soy sauce, mostly just it's like a half a cup of soy sauce. And then um, you put in a little butter. I used ghee, uh, a little rice, wine, vinegar, a bunch of garlic and ginger. And oh, and I added some like chili flakes because I want it a little spicy, but like no sugar really or anything. And then you just marinate the chicken in the pot like raw for 20 minutes. And then you add a bunch of um, like chopped up tomatoes. You can do like the recipe was like a mixture of chopped up plum tomatoes and then a pint of cherry tomatoes. And that's what's going to add the sweetness to it. And you, you put that in and then you just bake it in the oven for like 45 minutes on 425. And then it becomes that, you know, like if you get like Chinese roasted pork or chicken, it's just like, it's almost like brown from the amount of soy sauce in it. It's mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like that really soy flavor and i used gluten-free tamari so i think this is actually i think it might be whole whole 30 approved it's not it's not why you can't use soy no but even tamari with it's not gluten. oh no soy you okay soy. All right, well you could use coconut aminos Ooh, that seems tough if it well i mean i've never actually i don't know that i've ever tried coconut aminos does it taste the same coconut aminos are delicious really? but it doesn't really taste like soy sauce it's yeah. like a lot sweeter oh okay for, um, I mean, because this is like, that's like the main flavor is soy. So I don't know that it would work as a substitution. Yeah, there's no legumes on Whole30. Oh, and so that makes sense. All right, well, it was tasty. I made it with some just steamed sushi rice. Yummy. Uh, there was not directly related to Goop, but a couple of little 
wellness articles in the LA Times today that I wanted to talk about. Okay. The first one, oh yeah, so a few weeks ago, do you remember that like daily harvest fiasco where everyone was getting poisoned? Yeah, from like that like lentil loaf or yeah. something. Yeah. So like I think we like maybe posted about it on Instagram, but I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Um so an article came out today sort of following up on that thing. So like basically there was this yeah, lentil loaf thing that was um sold by Daily Harvest and hundreds of people, it says hundreds of people in 36 state would 36 states would report gastro gastrointestinal pain and abnormal liver function. 113 were hospitalized. They interview this woman, Jackie, who was debilitated by full body itching, stabbing abdominal pains and jaundice that turned her skin and eyes yellow. She was in the hospital for several days. Um, she's it's two months later and she's still like fatigued. So daily harvest has put out, well, they put out like this really dumb statement at the time that was like, Hey, th- there's been, um, there's been reports of like blah, blah, blah in our lentil loaf. So this product has been recalled. And it was just like this very innocuous Instagram post or something. It wasn't so like, it was really, they were really like underplaying the severity of it, but they have claimed now that they have traced the illness back to a specific ingredient in this meal called terra flower, which was, which is from the seed, from the seed of a tree native to Peru. It was the only recipe or the only food that daily harvest sold that had this ingredient in it. And they say that it was not the result of mold or E. coli or heavy metals or pesticides, as a lot of people have speculated, but they did not respond to um, further but questions. They didn't say what it was? No, they just said it was from this ingredient. But yeah, they didn't say, they said, let's see, Chief Executive Rachel Drury told customers that Daily Harvest used Terra for the first and only time in the lentil crumbles. Why the flour would have sickened people is still unclear. She said testing revealed that the ingredient was not contaminated with molds, pesticides, heavy metals, pathogens, or salmonella. So who knows? And that's just what they, that was like their internal testing. So who knows if they're even telling the truth. But of course, this came up on my Google alerts because um, in the article, it just it had to mention that Gwyneth Paltrow was an investor of Daily Harvest. Oh, she is? Yeah. But I'm sure she invested in like millions of things because they don't even, I mean, I guess they've mentioned, I feel like Goop always talks about Saqqara more than Daily Harvest. They're totally and different. Are they, aren't they both just like food delivery things? Well, Saqqara is more of a like, mm, well, Saqqara is like a meal plan. Like they're, they're more of like a cleanse. It's, that's more like, um, it's more like prolon or something. Oh, oh, and they, it's all like pre like daily harvest is more like a healthier blue apron where you like make the meals yourself. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and Sakara, I mean, it's a lot more expensive, I think. And it's, they also have like a cookbook and they're kind of like a whole like food brand yeah. daily harvest. I think it's just like millennial sludge and cardboard boxes to like put in your blender. Yeah, I always thought of 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 Daily Harvest as like those prepackaged smoothie things. Yeah, that's like kind of what they do. 
but I'm surprised that neither of us have actually ever tried Daily Harvest since between the two of us, we've probably tried like all these things. I just think Daily Harvest is like so sad. Daily Harvest just seems like something they would have in like a shitty office yeah. for you or like, I don't know. It feels like hotel food. Like, it's just like, I don't ever. And like, why the fuck would you ever get that? Like, it's just like they send you a the ingredients to make a smoothie. I mean, it's for the laziest people. I mean, I get like, if you're like a working person and you have kids and you don't have time to cook and you want to be healthy, I understand the impulse for sure. Um, but yeah, it seems like these, this is for people that really don't, these are for people that, um, eat to live like you want to aspire to. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't aspire to do that because I feel like, um, I don't think it just means like injecting anything that someone mails to you into <laughs> your body I think it's just like not making just like eating like eating what is available to you and yeah. healthy to you and not like making a huge deal about like every single thing that you eat for sure well we'll see I mean I guess daily harvest hasn't gone out of business yet it seems like this is, seems like one of those scandals that you can't really come back from, but who knows? I don't know. I mean, like Jack in the Box came back. Like, a yeah, lot but of Jack in the Box was never like this stuff is like really good for you and like healthy. Like, I feel like yeah, Jack. Everyone just sort of assumes Jack. I mean, it obviously is horrible that that little girl died of E. coli, but like Jack in the Box, everyone just sort of assumes a like a level of risk when you go eat that shit anyway. I get yeah that yeah. I, I guess like Chipotle is another one that again it's more of just like fast food but at least Chipotle oh, yeah. Chipotle did what like their whole thing was like we are fresher than regular fast food and we use like good ingredients so that and I I mean they they're definitely doing fine but I do feel like the glow like no one goes to Chipotle because I feel like when Chipotle first became like a big brand people were like oh this is so good for you and like oh this is so much better than going to McDonald's or whatever and now I think people just equate chipotle with like the same slop as any other fast casual restaurant i think that the places that focus more on like fresh ingredients um have a higher risk it's for true. like um foodborne illnesses like uh fresh like vegetables are like people get food poisoning from those a lot yeah um, well, and this article was saying how like food um like health inspectors don't even really understand how to like how to go into these places and check for things because they're used to like a restaurant or like a factory that's like you know that's like packing food but these meal box delivery services they're getting ingredients from all over the place and then they're just sort of like reassembling them and you don't know like in the transport if things like go off so there's like a whole issue with health inspectors not even really able to uh, be able to regulate them in the same way they do other food businesses. I don't know. Sucks. But yeah, I mean, I did like Blue Apron for a few months during the um, pandemic and it was fine at the time, but it's not something that I would ever want to do like on a long-term basis. Yeah, I would never do something like that. They just seem like a big waste of money to me. It, yeah, it is a waste of money for sure. And you like, I don't know, I have to have like more control over what I'm cooking. Yeah, it just is like, I mean, I get I, it totally saves time grocery shopping wise. But I don't think that it really saves time 
cooking or food prep because like it's always like for two people or for four people. So like if you cook a regular recipe, you're always going to have like leftovers. I mean, if, if you have a family, you might not, but if it's just a couple or a single person, you're always going to like have food for at least a couple of days. Whereas mm-hmm. these things are so individually, like individual servings that even if you're saving time by not having to go to the grocery store, you're still like in the kitchen as much, if not more than you would be cooking. Yeah. That's the thing that doesn't make sense where they're like, Oh, it's not like I, people are like, I can't cook. I don't know what I'm doing. So they just sent me this box and then you get the box and the box is just a recipe of food, a recipe. And then like the food that's in it, like you still have to do everything. Like what's the, I don't get it. Yeah, I guess. And then it's like, and it's like all like upcharged. Right. It's, I mean, it's uh, cause you'll get like one carrot in the thing and like a, you know, a, a tablespoon of tomato paste and like a tablespoon of salad dressing or whatever. And yeah, it's, it's sort of, and that was another one where they broke in and they were like, Oh, these are, they somewhat, there was like in the height of the pandemic, somebody tried to write like an expose about blue apron, but it wasn't really that bad. It was just like, they're sending out a lot of these, (laughs) but everything was like still sort of up to code, but they were like, it's gross in their kitchen. Like it was, it was sort of like a weak attempt at like exposing them, but they didn't, it, it wasn't bad enough that I think anybody really cared. And the only reason I tried blue apron in the first place was because they had a they had like a collaboration with Seamus when Seamus was working oh, for right. Goop. But then by the time I soon I signed up, like those recipes were already sold out or whatever. So I didn't even get to try any of the Seamus food. And now Seamus has fallen off the face of the earth. Like, where is he? Yeah. I hope he's like starting a new restaurant. I hope he's doing Thank okay. Is the other one you wanted to talk about this like goopification of wellness is on the way out? Yes. Did you read that? Um, I'm like just reading it now. Oh, it's I I feel like this is not the first article that's talked about this. And I mm-hmm. actually, when I was reading it, I thought, is this an old article? But then it said it was from August 10th, 2022. So it's just basically like one of these sort of generational things where they're saying Gen Z is less concerned with like the perfection of wellness and they want just simple things that taste good. And they don't, they don't believe all of these like crazy health claims. So they take a couple examples like CBD and activated charcoal were two like super, super trendy items before like the pandemic, I guess you could say that that's when things were shifting. And now like, can you even imagine like buying a CBD drink or an activated charcoal thing? I feel like like CBD drinks are like everywhere. So really, I feel like I don't, Maybe I'm just not looking for them. If you go to Whole Foods and you go to like the fridge where they have like kombucha and like the like single serve, like sparkling waters, like there will be, or like an air one or something like there will be a ton of CBD. CBD stuff. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the new thing, or at least the new thing for me that I really like is that Olipop thing, which is the sodas with probiotics in it. I mean, I don't drink any of it. I drink kombucha and like, I don't, I never drank cbd drinks but i still like see them all the time yeah maybe they're just not they're still like popular but it's just not as like trendy as it was or like people aren't talking about it as much I don't yeah know. it does seem like i mean as someone who doesn't smoke pot or do any like it i don't cbd it seems like it doesn't really do much like if you're a pot smoker you're definitely not going to feel any effects from cbd because it's so weak and yeah. if you're not i mean i can't say that i've ever I felt I've definitely felt like I felt stuff, but it 
obviously it could be the placebo effect. I have no idea. And I, don't, yeah. I definitely don't seek out CBD stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this article, and of course, you know, they mentioned goop and the article was sort of, cause it's like it, it, the, the example they give was the, the publicity stunt of the $120 luxury diapers lined with virgin alpaca wool and infused with jasmine. I'm so annoyed. I mean, that's dated. Yeah. So it's like, that's, I forgot that even happened. That was a joke. And it like, the joke was like, not that funny. So whatever, but it, what that, that just seems like a weird thing to rest your case on when that isn't even like a real goop product. Yeah, it was ultimately revealed as a publicity stunt, but it was also a telling moment. People had a hard time distinguishing farce from reality. They always, that's just because they're stupid. Like, yeah. they, I mean, I think that if you, I don't know, I feel like when people are like approaching everything with like the worst faith possible reading of it, they're going to be, it's easier for them to get duped because that's also like a lack of skept, of like cynicism or like skeptical skepticism like if you like just because you really hate something doesn't mean that you aren't being skeptical you're just making different kinds of assumptions about it yeah that's true um which is why people were easy it was like easy for people to be yeah they're just they're just as gullible as the people who take goop at their word but they're just gullible in the other direction in the other direction which is Um, like that's also something that we've seen in Yes. All over the political landscape. And this article also introduces us to a lady named Dr. Danielle Bellardo, who I think she might be, I'm sort of, I have to look more into her because I feel like she might be a a good rival to Jen Gunter because she's definitely existing in the same space as Jen Gunter. She's a cardiologist and influencer who hosts a podcast called Wellness Fact Versus Fiction, where she debunks (sighs) popularized health trends such as the carnivore diet. Um, It made iTunes top 10 health podcast list. So I'm sure actually people that listen to this podcast probably listen to that too, because it's more popular than ours. But um, I hadn't, I now I'll I'll listen to an episode and see what I think. Um, But she just, yeah, I mean, whatever. She just seems like a doctor who wants to tell the truth so good for her I feel like when we first started this podcast like I didn't really know what we were doing and I like didn't understand like our own point of view because my I'm I've always been sort of so like agnostic about goop stuff like yeah you know and it was hard to nail it down and for a while I was like should we be like these like skeptic people who like judge everything that goop does but we like just naturally were couldn't do it like it just was just not us it's just not our personality to be that like we we're both like curious people and we both I think have a somewhat like holistic and some I mean I don't I don't think that we're gullible because I think we have like a fair amount of skepticism but we also understand that the body responds to things that maybe aren't necessarily like provable or scientific all the time because well, the body's very complex it's no it is proven that the placebo effect oh that's true yeah. so like why can't you fucking pl- give yourself a placebo i mean yeah. it just doesn't make sense that's like, what we should call this podcast is the placebo effect The place- i know well it's like even if you have um like even if you know what you're taking as a placebo it will still do something for you oh yeah. you know like so it's not always, but it, I mean, cause it's like your mind is powerful and, pu- and it is misunderstood. So like, why the hell not? I mean, I just, I don't see the harm in 
most of the stuff until people become, you know, like weird fascists or whatever. Exactly. Um, but at which point, like, you know, a fascist is like a fascist. Like you don't, you don't, don't blame the wellness for the fascism. <laughs> you know, it's not, there are plenty of people who are into wellness who aren't fascists like us. Exactly. And like every, yeah, everyone, different things work for different people. And this is just a non-judgmental space. We, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, but um, we understand that things are fun to try and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But for the most part, it's not going to harm you. I mean, still, have we found one instance of toxic shock from a jade egg? I don't think well, so. Goop is like, um, I mean, it's like Disneyland. Like they're going to tell you to do all of these like wild things, but they can't afford and they're too smart and too good at business to tell you to do something that's actually going to hurt you. Yeah. Like they might tell you to spend a lot of money on something that won't do anything at all, but like every fucking company on earth does that. Like, and I do think that there are more, there are a lot of companies that are actively selling me things that will harm me. Like, I don't know, like Nestle. Yeah. Or any, like any, that. any fucking conventionally grown grain you grain know sprayed is, sprayed with glyphosate is gonna yes, fucking exactly. give you cancer like so why the fuck am i gonna focus my energy on this like 125 dollar jade egg that is not linked to any long-term health effects at all and it you know is an interesting new thing to try out to see how it feels is it new or is it ancient I mean, it's ancient, but new to me. You're right. Ancient, new to me. And at this point, not new to me. No, either. like, no. I'm so sick of hearing about the fucking jade egg. My yeah, God. They don't mention it on Goop anymore. The other thing, even more than the jade egg, the one thing that these people always talk about is the vampire repellent spray, where yeah, it's like, that was literally just on, like, that wasn't even a thing. Like, it was, I swear to God, these people obviously don't even, like, look at Goop. They just read other articles about Goop and take the same examples. Oh, they do. They totally do. I mean, it's like the, the other thing, it's like all of a sudden when it comes to Goop, they don't understand marketing. They don't understand jokes. They don't understand anything. It's like they, these, because they call something vampire repellent or whatever, this candle smells like my vagina or whatever, like, find where does it say oh this literally smells like a vagina or like this we believe vampires are real and you need this to protect yourself from them find the find where it says that because it doesn't and no one who's buying it thinks that no yeah the only people who think that are people who like and these people don't think it either they don't they even think it they're just yeah give me a break i'm sorry you think that these women who are writing their fucking wellness article for the la times have never bought anything off goop really mm-hmm. they don't use eye cream they're not using vitamin c serum they're not using that shit i don't believe it i know for a fucking fact that they are yeah and they're not reading the fucking scientific studies about it they're taking other people's word for it and maybe they're seeing results and maybe they aren't but they're still spending the money yeah, have they ever heard they're in publishing have they ever heard of a fucking women's magazine before like mm-hmm. they tell you to put shit on your face and you do it that's it that's the that's the game <laughs> that's, that's yeah. it <laughs> i put my korean vitamin c serum on this morning underneath my mineral sunscreen uh but yeah so whatever there weren't like that many good goop specific articles this week so i thought these would at least you know quench your guys's thirst (laughs) yeah i also 
remember when we were like coming up, there was always this like millennials are like, there were like those trend pieces about millennials that would come out every oh, yeah. week. Like there was the one about millennials are destroying the paper napkin industry. Millennials are destroying, like every week it was like millennials are destroying a different industry because we like didn't have any money and we weren't buying the stuff that our parents mm. bought. And they didn't understand why we weren't like doing the things that they did. And now it's it, like paper towels instead of now. Yeah, it is interesting because the, the, yeah, these trend pieces about Gen Z are coming up, but they're not framing it the same way. It's not like Gen Z is destroying these industries. It's like Gen Z is smarter than millennials and not. I know, but I, I feel which like is probably it's, true. It's probably true. I also feel like because we're the children of baby boomers and they're the children of generation X, like there's like a different, we are like we were raised worse well, but yeah. also we had like a different um like the the grown like the boomers that were writing about us were doing it were like using their like cynical competitive like vengeful lens to like look mm. at how we were disrupting this like perfect utopian world that they thought they built in the 90s and like generation x which is like a more like passive generation is like they're the ones who are observing their children and writing these trend pieces about them and so they're loving because they like because boomers had a a reflexively antagonistic relationship to their own parents of like the greatest generation i think that they felt like they're they had to have also an antagonistic rela relationship to their kids which are us whereas gen x who now they're in like their what their fifth their 40s and 50s yeah. they're the ones probably mostly writing these trend pieces but mm -hmm. they're about their own children and so they're and they have a less antagonistic relationship and they're proud of their children so gen z is being framed as like the savior of humanity yeah whereas gen, whereas millennials were framed as like the the worst generation i don't know we, everyone's always hated millennials and yeah. everyone always will and it which was, i don't blame them i hate millennials yeah, too I, like i i've always hated like millennial like i mean everything about millennial style has been bad from like when we were in college to now like the the emo stuff like i've never responded to like our own generation's thing yeah but i do think it's really sad when millennials are like because i gen z has an aesthetic advantage for sure but they also have like a really good way of communicating and like a, like they can learn like oh I want to look like this what do I need and there will be endless resources mm -hmm. telling them like here's how to do your hair here's here are the clothes you need to buy here's how you decorate your room here's what you do so they have this like presentation of like total confidence and like self-assuredness that we couldn't have that like no generation before them could really have um because like they're like they communicate with each other better um but also like I think it's really pathetic when millennials are like looking to generation z or like trying to be like gen z or whatever um i feel like millennials like have to like stand on their own and like pu keep pushing forward because it's like it is our time like we're in our prime right now like we're the we're the generation that should be like ascending to power yeah ascending to power and like taking over and like doing and like we're gonna be like millennials are gonna be like running the ship for the next like 15 years 
So I feel like, but I feel like as a generation, we have this like total, um, well, we have like no identity and we're always apologizing and we're so fucked up. Like we're so, we all hate ourselves so much and like hate everyone else our age and like wish that we were either 10 years older or 10 years younger. Cause um, we're, we're the, we, we, we're such a whiplash generation. Cause we grew up into like the most prosperous quote unquote functional utopian country in the world and then watched it all uh, get destroyed as we came of age. Yeah. And it's like, not, I mean, we had like, yeah, like we got totally fucked. Um, but we don't, and we're, and it's a huge generation too. It's like really, you know. Yeah. Cause I like, I'm obviously like at the old end of millennials and people like 15 years younger than me are still probably considered millennials. Yeah. I mean, millennials are, I mean, like, I think my brother is technically considered a millennial and he's like 27. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, and like, um, and I think because Gen X and Gen Z are both sort of like, they, they're smaller generations and like came up sort of in the shadow of these big mega generations, they might've had, they might have like less in institutional power than boomers or millennials, but they always will have more like cultural cachet and like cool points. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, which is fine. Like, well, you know, it's yeah, all cyclical. You, have to, you have to like play the hand you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like at least, at least boomers were cool in their like twenties and millennials no. were never cool. Millennials were never, it's definitely the least cool generation yeah. of all time. But I mean, we, cause we grew up like, it is true. All the stuff that Gen Z is saying. And I've, I'm glad that they've been saying it about the like, harry potter stuff oh well yeah that like i'm too old for that so i that i get that that's like harry potter's a millennial icon but it means nothing to me the harry potter i like i'm too old for it but i feel like i know a lot of people who are too old for it who aren't like i'll still meet people who'll be like are you a ravenclaw and i'm like i don't know and i don't want to know don't tell me if i know i'll be i'll hate myself yeah. I like not knowing. It's it's yeah, it's embarrassing to know. Um like I don't know what that means. I don't want to know what it means. Don't fucking tell me. Um great. What else? Is that it? Any other articles, scoop related ephemera you want to mention before we move on to the old news of the week? No, other than just like, I didn't have a, um, I didn't like see a lot of interesting stuff in these newsletters, to be honest. No, I mean, this is still the, you know, the doldrums of August. We're going to get, I mean, we, there's one huge thing that happened this week, obviously we'll talk about yeah. it soon, but, um, but other than that, everyone's still in the Hamptons in wine country doing whatever. So they'll labor day will come and then they'll, those busy bees will get back to work and we'll see to talk about. All right. Well, what is your best of the week? Of course, my best of the week is Goop Superfina. Um, So excited. We've been, I was 
afraid that this wasn't, this day would never come. I'm actually like, I'm really impressed with their like rollout schedule. When they say they're going to open something on a certain day, they actually do it. And I always am ready for them to be like, we're pushing this back by two weeks or something and they yeah. never do. So good for them. Obviously I can't eat anything from Goop Superfina until after my whole 30 is done. I oh, think right. there might be a technically compliant, I mean, but not really like a gluten-free pasta with their dairy-free pesto. Okay. But we'll um, just wait. You we have, you have a week to go and then so we'll we'll wait. We'll wait a week before we try it. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I'm looking forward to trying it. I'm not really looking forward to eating any dairy, to be honest. Um, I, like I said, I don't think dairy is making a comeback for me, right. at least not in any like meaningful way, but that doesn't mean, I mean, I'll try it. Yeah. Um, and, and also they have lots of non-dairy options. Not really. Well, they have, they have at least one non-dairy pizza, they right? They have, oh, do they have a non-dairy pet? Yeah, they have the naked pie. It sounds horrible to me, but we'll get one for you. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just probably, sauce and bread. I know, I know. And I saw, I mean, I was like looking at the Roberta's menu because we're getting a Roberta's up the street. Oh, I'm nice. Roberta's so is good. excited about, but again, I'm like, do they have any, they also have one that's like just sauce. And pie. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I was like already thinking about this before, yeah. like I'm like day two of my whole 30 and it's I, not even open yet. And I don't even know when it is. Open. I mean, I don't know if you want to drive down to Silver Lake for pizza, but, um, hot tongue, which is like a vegan pizza place in Silver Lake is so fucking good. They make, oh, they make all of their cheese like in-house from cashews and stuff. So it's not like processed. They do, they, they have like, they have like a regular cheese pizza, pepperoni and stuff. And then they all, their pesto one, which I don't even think has, oh, it has fake ricotta on it. Oh my God. It's so fucking good. Oh, yummy. It's, it, it's like my favorite pizza. Really? Uh, well, it's my favorite vegan pizza. And if it's, if I, if I'm craving pizza, but don't want like to go to like quarter sheets or something, which is amazing, but like 5 million calories, um, hot tongue is like a great, you'll still feel like fresh and healthy after you eat it yeah I don't know I mean like whatever but, I um I don't know I haven't even thought about it um I mean I haven't thought about like where am I gonna get vegan ass pizza but I just googled vegan pizza Sherman Oaks and it looks like there's like places right. get it well this play okay so should we just go over the menu quickly yeah all right so Everyone knows Goop Superfina is pizzas and pastas with some salads. Um, it is, you know, an homage to Gwyneth's second love or first love Italy um, using. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Quote, unquote, GCC ingredients. Everything's gluten-free. Um, so, pizzas. First one is pepperoni pots. Great pun. I wish that they, honestly, I wish that they made all the pizzas different Gwyneth characters, but that might've been difficult. I mean, I definitely think, well, I don't know. I like them just doing it once. It feels more her. Like the margarita, like from Talented Mr. Ripley. They could have. No one would get that joke. Um. So pepperoni pots, you got Zoe's pepperoni, which I've never heard of, but apparently it's the cleanest pepperoni. These pigs are fucking clean clean as a whistle. whistle. (laughs) Yeah, We got Zoe's pepperoni, basil, tomato sauce, a fior de latte, and fontina. This pizza is a marvel. Cute. Uh, Then we got the California love. It's turkey sausage, kale, Calabrian chili, tomato sauce, fior de latte, and parmesan. Then we got living on the veg, zucchini, broccolini, red onions, tomato sauce, Parmesan Pontina, and Fiorda Latte. Shroom Shroom, which I think is the one I want to try the most. It's a white pizza with a garlic and herb cheese sauce, roasted mushrooms, shallot confit, thyme, Fontina, and Fiorda Latte. Then we got the Queen Margarita, which is, you know, margarita pizza. And then we got the Naked Pie, which is cheeseless, just the sauce. And yeah. that's it. You can add like pepperoni or. Yeah, you can add anything sausage. to anything. You can even add cheese to the naked pie, which makes no sense, but people will probably do it. Someone will do it. Maybe people will be like, oh, can I put cheese on half? Because my husband yeah. wants cheese or something. I could see that. Um, then we got some yeah. kids pies. And then, then yeah, there's got- one for kids and then there's the pasta yeah do you want to do the honors on the pasta so all pastas are gluten-free and the sauces are made in-house the one thing i do wish that they would and it makes me really skeptical it's like why don't we have more information about the ingredients i just would think they would have like 
I mean, does it even say on here what the pastas are made out of? No, it does. It just says it's gluten free. Yeah. And it's, I guess, cause it's like not a big chain. They don't have to list the ingredients. I mean, I'm sure if you, I don't know who you would call. You can't just call like the DoorDash kitchen. I guess I could DM them. You okay. could, yeah, you could DM them and say like, "Hey, what is your pasta made of?" I'm pretty sure that it's cassava, but I don't know. Anyway, um, there's what is it? Ca- ca- Capellos is that brand? I think it's whatever Capellos is made out of, right? Oh, they use Capellos. No, I think they make it themselves, but I well, I don't know actually. Well, because then they also like that like jovial one. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Which that one is cassava. I don't know what Capello's is. I thought Capello's was like cauliflower. I thought it was like almond flour. I have no idea. Okay. Anyway. Uh, GP's Turkey Bolognese, the dish that started it all. We won't mess with the OG recipes. The Bolognese is braised all day and served with our penne pasta, Parmesan, and basil. So I don't know. I doubt this is dairy-free. But there's probably not enough of it to make it like too bad. And I would just get it with no parmesan yeah if you take the parmesan out i don't think there's any other what there might be some like cream or something in the sauce i don't know butter whatever oh maybe but butter i don't know because i've made the bolognese from her book and i think it's just all of it but who knows i don't know okay classic spaghetti with tomato and basil boring see why these seem like they're are they just not saying that these are dairy-free because they come with Parmesan? And that, and if that's the case, I think they should still say like dairy-free avail. I just wish they would be more clear about it. Yeah. Our gluten-free spaghetti served with a four-hour braised tomato sauce seasoned with classic herbs and topped with Parmesan. Pesto. The goopy update on a traditional standby, roasted sunflower seeds, basil, lemon, marinated and blistered tomatoes, and herb sourdough breadcrumbs served over mm-hmm. penne. Okay, so... It's still gluten-free. Okay. Penne no vodka. Our alcohol-free take on penne a la vodka, tomato cream sauce with a touch of heat from the Calabrian chilies topped with Parmesan and served with our penne pasta. I, that sounds good, but. Yeah, that's the one that sounds the best to me, that and the pesto. Yeah. And then you can get a side. You can get a side of turkey meatballs uh, with their four-hour tomato sauce, Parmesan and basil. You can get a side of roasted mushrooms, also with mm. Parmesan, gluten-free bread crumbs, and a balsamic reduction. And you can get broccolini with garlic, olive oil, and lemon. Yes. And then we have the salads, which I think some of them are the same as the rotisserie salads. Like the Little Gem yeah. Caesar is definitely on the rotisserie menu. I think the simple salad is the same. But then... I'm not sure about, I think the arugula salad and the mama's Lil Caesar salad might be new. So the arugula salad is arugula and butter lettuce hearts, watermelon radish, shaved Parmesan, crispy shallots and caper, a side of GCC lemon vinaigrette. And then the mama's Lil Caesar salad says a little different, a little nostalgic. So it's gem lettuce, watermelon radish, Parmesan, sourdough breadcrumbs shallot blend and a side of mama's little caesar dressing which i don't really understand having two caesar salads on your menu it is i think it is weird because they're not that different the only difference is like one has radishes on it what's the other difference gem watermelon radish parmesan sourdough breadcrumbs crispy shallot side of dressing and the other one is oh the shallots i guess are different but it's yeah, sourdough, it's- herby croutons, gem lettuce. I guess they just add more stuff to it. I don't know. It's yeah. just the same. And like you can't that. get the mama's little in a family size. I don't know. And oh, and then a shaved kale salad. Uh, I like a shaved kale salad. Sure. Kale, Brussels sprouts, green cabbage, watermelon radish. You got your hooks 
cheddar, your candied almonds, and your apple cider vinaigrette. That sounds so good. It sounds good, maybe in cooler weather. I love um, like cheddar cheese and candied almonds in a salad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's not good for you. And then desserts, you can get your chocolate chip cookies, your ooey gooey brownie. So no new desserts. It's just the same desserts. The brownie at Goop Kitchen is like really, really good. It's I really good. It, like- it's so rich. It's like I... It's because it's almond flour, so it's so heavy, but it's really tasty. It doesn't taste like a health food brownie. It is not. It is absolutely not health food. It is almond flour, which is tons of fat, dark chocolate, and sea salt. I mean, it doesn't have dairy, and it doesn't. What's the term you would use for that? Uh, a. I mean, it's a grain-free dessert. I mean, I guess depending on what your definition of health is, it's. If you're if you're like gluten intolerant, I guess it's healthy or for you, but it's not like oh you're gonna eat these brownies and your skin's gonna start glowing. Okay, well it doesn't taste like a brownie made with alternative flour. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I wish that they I I want one new dessert. I like a goop tiramisu, like a gluten free, a GCC tiramisu would be great. I think little my two cents caitlin or it's not caitlin what's the woman uh Car- carla no i don't know who the chef is i forget her name forget oh her right name. i forgot i don't remember Flore- florica or something i don't know I don't anyway know. she's doing a great job okay uh, yeah so i'm most excited the mushroom pizza the k the kale pizza oh the pe- well the pesto sounds really good and then the the penne alla vodka seems like my favorite out of the pastas that's um i'm sure i'll try something at some point i don't know i feel like the whatever i'll eat whatever you can i'm sure it's all great uh well after you're done with your little experiment i'm gonna drive over the hill go to my favorite place the doordash kitchen (laughs) almost get run over by a bus and come to your house with some pizza and pasta okay i can't wait at least it'll be gluten free yeah. uh okie doke what was your worst of the week my worst was oh and i didn't read it so i don't really know but i could just tell it was fucked up how to do a clam bake at home did you Ugh. see that it's old this fucking i this came up last summer too curtis stone's clam i'm so pissed off Caitlin, I literally checked on Caitlin's Instagram to be like, where the fuck are you at our time of need? She's doing a road trip with her boyfriend after like in like San Luis Obispo. And then a couple of weeks ago, she was on like Martha's Vineyard. Like, Caitlin, how long is summer vacation? Come on. Well, also like what's, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Do your old things. But it's like, I don't do this. Like, don't do a clam bake at home it's pathetic. Don't do it. Just if you're at home, just drink a glass of water and <laughs> fucking sit down and relax and just read a book and do your work and go to sleep. Don't make, don't say like, Oh, I'm going to like fire up my fire pit and do a fucking clam bake. Okay. I mean, for like, yeah, how many people have the space and the resources to do a fucking homemade clam bake? I was just like 
picturing in my apartment, like going out into like my front lawn and like building a fire pit. I would, the, someone would immediately call the police on me and I would go to jail and I would deserve it. I mean, I just like, even if I had it, there's just something like really, um, I don't know. There's just something like overly indulgent about it. Even if it's, it's not about it being unhealthy. It's just about it being more work than is, I mean, like, than is sensible to me for like something you're doing at your house. Like, I guess if you're doing like a big party. If you're having a party, sure. Like a end of summer. And also like, I get that, like if you're in New England or something on the coast where the summers are really mild, this would be like a fun thing as the sun sets. But in most of the country, including here, unfortunately, I'm not fucking firing up a thing of clams in 90 degree weather. It's like a recipe for disaster. Talk about- a, I feel like if there's a clam bake, it should be something that like a town is putting on or something. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, we're going to do clam bake tonight. Get your firewood ready. It's just something about it was gross. Yeah. Yeah. It should be clam bake for the people. Everyone's invited. It's a the government run clam bake. Yeah. For, for sure. all, for the whole proletariat. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And Curtis Stone, I get, I'm sure his restaurants are good. I've never been to them. They're too expensive. I don't need you to tell me what to make. He's too good yeah, looking Curtis. to be a good chef. Let's see. He has like Maude and Gwen. Oh, Gwen. Yeah. Um, he, used, he used to be the host of Top Chef uh, Masters. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Oh, well, whatever. Okay. Um, worst? My worst was... Sorry, I'm scrolling, scrolling. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh. Oh, my worst was Gwyneth's home spa commercial where she's doing her spa routine. Wasn't that like an old one though? Wasn't that from last week? Oh, I didn't see it until now. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was last week. I don't know. She She's just still bragging about her Montecito mansion. It just, again, and I get that this is Gwyneth Paltrow. So I really need to like not be surprised, but it's like in this age of, you know, more wealth inequality and like a big drought and like the world's falling apart, you're going to just talk about your home spa where you're wait. I mean, how much water does this woman waste you? I, I feel like she's going to be, I want someone to do an expose. She's going to be the Taylor Swift of water. Oh, they, I mean, I feel like every year there's like, a, I can't remember. Didn't they say Amy, Amy Poehler? It was Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler with yeah. her lawn or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like she the, was like one of the worst ones. Yeah, that's really funny. They, like these people, that's why I'll never conserve. I mean, I never do. I know that's fucked up, but it's like, why the fuck would I? There's there nothing are, you can do that would be 10% of what someone like no, Gwyneth Paltrow or Amy Poehler I'm supposed to bring a fucking cloth sack to the fucking grocery store and take a five minute freezing cold fucking shower no i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want in my two bedroom two bathroom fucking apartment with no lawn and i am gonna live my life in a way that suits me because everybody every other motherfucker is doing it and it's not my job to clean up what other people are doing yeah so this woman has her home spa and she's and i i understand the appeal of these little goop super packs of like because I almost bought one. So I understand you're like, Oh my God, I got, you know, five things. And it's like a hundred dollars off. That's really exciting. But then it's, I looked at th this one is like, it's like a, 
a dry brush, like the martini bath soap, which I like a martini bath soap. It's really good, but it just didn't. And then like a body butter, it just didn't seem worth $200 or whatever it was. I uh, swear to God, Brian, I'm like, I, I'm like spending so much money on body care. It's like, it has to stop. I'm yeah. reining it in. I'm I, you it really in. should do what I'm doing with my intermittent spending and only ha- I'm almost done with my week that I'm allowed to spend. And I, I bought one t-shirt this week. Cause I didn't, there's nothing else I want. And then it'll be over. And then I won't spend for the rest of the month. Okay. I really think everyone should try this. I will try it. Uh, but yeah, no, this commercial, cause it's like, I just don't want to see her fucking Montecito house again. It's like, it's too infuriating. It's so gross. It's like so <laughs> sick that she's, she already has this beautiful, she, this is her third. She didn't, I don't, she didn't sell her LA house. Like she didn't sell her Hamptons house. She, this woman has three houses at least. Yeah. Um, I guess she doesn't have a, an apartment in New York anymore unclear she probably she does it, remember yeah, oh no it was her childhood. it was her childhood home i don't know what she has in new york but whatever like three houses is too much have one house one house one house yeah. one person one house even if you're rich yeah. and a spa i mean yeah it's just making other people feel bad because like oh i'm i'm so stupid and like delusional that i'm gonna like buy this 200 dollar little gift pack and then like pretend i'm living gwyneth paltrow's life in my in my apart like apartment bathroom with like a tiny bathtub and like ants crawling on the wall <laughs> well i mean it's kind of part of like the thing i was saying about the food stuff where it's like you go to these beautiful places or you see these beautiful things and it's like you can't like live like that constantly but if you like do unhealthy things like spending too much money on accessories or body care or like eat unhealthy foods or whatever it's like extending that like pleasure that you got from that stuff but it's still, it's like, those are things that you need to like overcome in order to like truly live a good life, you know? But at the same time, like I do have to have my bathroom be like really like nice. (laughs) Yeah. I really, I should, I should fix up the bathroom because it, I was just looking at it last night as I was brushing my teeth and like looking up at the ceiling and the walls. And I was like, this is truly horrible, but I mean, mean, I'm thankful that I, I have running water I have a toilet. I don't have to like shit in an outhouse. So I'm, you know, better off than the majority of people in this world. Mm, wow, Brian. <laughs> such a humble man. Thank you. I um have I do like my bathroom, but it's definitely not a spa. No. And she said she claims that she's in there every day. Is she these people, they buy these things, they have these things, they're never gonna use it. I well, mean, I mean, she can't be there every day. She hasn't even been in California for like months. She's month, been in the yeah. Country. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I just feel like I'm just sick of the spa. I don't want to have to see her in that fucking spa anymore. That's all. Well, I- it's it's just like it's annoying because like I hate when people are like, "Look how much I have," and they use that to get you to give them more. It's like an advertising technique where they're like look at my beautiful mansion and like you can live like me too if you just buy it from me yeah that's and so gross like, so you need more fucking money you should be buying from me like you should be giving me money <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean redistribution of wealth yeah but it's I, re it's we're redistributing it the wrong way yeah. do you see my t-shirt that i have on what is it old school bernie <laughs> i'm gonna get back into politics soon 
I'm rambling. When did you get over politics? I feel like this past couple of years, I've just been like, not like, I will not pay attention to the news. Like the, what is the, they put, they took something out of Mar-a-Lago or something. I don't care. They did. But I don't care. Mar-a-Lago. And no one, it's like the nuclear codes. What? It doesn't make sense. Um, It's a witch hunt. (laughs) Do you find the FBI? Yeah, I know. You're so like, I know. You're so anti-Nancy Pelosi that you're pro-Trump and that's fine. Um, It's, they raided his house and uh, they are, they're they're probably going to unseal the warrant. Um, But Trump has, I think, until like 3 p.m. today to ask them not to unseal it. So, oh, and I saw that he was like, no, you should unseal it. He was like, do well, it. Well, he was arguing that they should unseal it. And then yesterday um, they were like, we're going to unseal it. And now they're like, don't unseal it. So. Oh, really? Interesting. All right. Well, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What was your saddest or your craziest? my oh the ms thing oh god and they were just like don't eat like if you have if you drink milk you're gonna get ms well i i mean the funny thing was like you click through and like didn't say anything about dairy but i did appreciate opening the goop newsletter and immediately being like dairy causes ms <laughs> I yeah. was like, that's what i want from a goop newsletter thank you gwyneth i do think and thank you selma blair i feel like she's behind this well she's obviously part of it yeah. um but yeah, I do think dairy is, I think dairy is bad. Wow. Even, um, okay, hear me out. What if it's like grass-fed milk or it's like sheep's milk cheese from like Italy? Do you think all dairy? I think it's just conventionally raised, disgusting American cows are bad. I think a, a wonderful European cheese or like a beautiful grass-fed yogurt is good. You don't agree? Well, I think it's, I don't think that there's like a universal diet that's right for everybody. So like, if something isn't right for me, that doesn't mean that it's not right for you. Sure. But I also think that dairy is uh, like very, I feel like we're encouraged to eat more dairy than we probably need to in America. Yeah, I'm, sure, like, I'm sure. I think a little dairy here and there, obviously it's fine. We can digest it. We can eat it. It can have like great health benefits. Um, and like, of course there are always like exceptions. There's always like, you know, there's a, there are beautiful cheeses from around the world and like wonderfully, like perfectly raised grass-fed organic yogurts and all these wonderful things you can get. But like, I think those things are like the exception, not the rule. And like, I just don't think dairy, I think it's like, for me, like, I just don't digest it well. Okay. Fair enough. I, on the other hand, happily go through an entire tub of Maple Hill grass-fed whole milk yogurt every week. And I am not apologizing for it. Great. (laughs) But... I mean, you'll get the last laugh once I'm diagnosed with MS. I know. Well, no, I think if you make it, it said you you get diagnosed by 30. So if you're oh, thank, not, that, you thank God. It, you're one less thing to worry about. Although Jed Bartlett on the West Wing hat got it as like an old man. Oh God, that's true. He had relapsing remitting MS, which I just always think is really funny. I don't know why it's so funny to me. 
Um, I forgot about that. Because is that because Martin Sheen really had MS, or they just added that to the character? No, no it was just a character. I think it was just like a. I didn't. I didn't even know men got MS. I don't know. I mean, it's a. It's fiction. It's. A I feel like men world. get Parkinson's, women get MS. But who knows? Um, I don't want either. Oh God. I don't want either either. Um. Yeah, but that was like a goop PhD thing that you like. It, it is funny that they the headline was like dairy causes MS and then you click on it and it's just one of their little like scientific studies that no one reads. They're too, I mean, I feel like they started doing that. I think that was like the Gunter effect actually. Like after Jen Gunter was For like, sure. oh, no, this isn't based on science. They started like publishing these huge things that like no one's going to read and no one gives a shit about. Like Jen yeah. Gunter, I don't think even cares. No, well, she, but who is it? Oh, it was on one of Gwyneth's AMAs. There was a woman that was like, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and like the Goop PhD articles were the one thing that like brought me solace while I was going through chemo. I mean, so I if, honestly, if, if thank God, yeah, like sometimes just like having that stuff like acknowledged in a publication that you're already reading or like given like the like Goop spin or whatever will just make you feel better, even if it's not like you know groundbreaking information. No. But that's what, I mean, that's what the Jen Gunters of the world want, like, is you don't want groundbreaking information. You want the status quo. Like, that's what they're comfortable with. Yeah. So this is Goop's, I mean, whatever. Uh, all right. My saddest, oh, this was sort of, it, I thought it was sad. Well, I first considered it the saddest because it was so boring, but then I actually read it and I was like, okay, this is actually good information. It was the... um the article about decriminal decriminalizing psychedelics. Yeah. And so they interviewed this activist whose name is Carlos Plazola. And he is the um, head of this or the co-founder of this movement called decriminalized nature. And they, so they want to decriminalize the use and the sale of plant based medicine such as psilocybin mushrooms ayahuasca ibogaine and mescaline and so they're saying decriminalize rather than legalize because if something is legalized that's when you get the capitalist vultures to try to make a ton of money and that's what happened with the cannabis industry so when like cannabis was legalized in california it was all of these like already rich people corporations venture capitalists that got in at the ground floor and made a shit ton of money while the people who are mostly like black and brown people who have been locked up for drug charges um, and who have been selling cannabis for decades didn't get any of that money. So he basically doesn't want the same thing to happen with psychedelics. Mm -hmm. um, and he says like his, uh, so he actually convinced the city council in Oakland to decriminalize. So I'm going to now try to convince my sister to grow mushrooms in her backyard. <laughs> they actually have like a little, um, little, I don't know, a little weird room off their backyard that my nephew is using for like his science experiments. And it's like dark and damp. And I feel like that you would can be use it for your science. Experiment. Yeah. I feel like that would be a perfect climate to grow. Anyway, so he's trying to, so Oakland is doing this and they're trying to get this in other city and state governments. Um, he says like his enemies or the people that are, um, against what he's trying to do 
include uh, the Scots, who is the distributor of Roundup, um, Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel. It's spelled Thiel, but it's pronounced Thiel. <laughs> Millionaires and billionaires, such as Facebook co-founder Sean Parker. And it is interesting to me that Goop is actually giving this person um, space in their in their on their website because I do feel like Gwyneth would be one of these people that would completely try to monetize psychedelics as soon as they're legalized. Well, they haven't really dipped a toe into like the weed space. Yeah, because, well, I think that's only because it's not legal nationally. I think if weed becomes legal nationally, like I I feel like they wouldn't really be able to like monetize it too well if they're only, you know, if it's like, oh, you can only buy it in California or Colorado or whatever. Yeah, but there's like also, I would think they would have like fancy, like, um, what's it called? Like, uh, what is it called? Like pipes and little boxes and just shit like that. Oh you know? yeah, that's true. They I wonder that or like I, weird books about it or just, there's like nothing. I wonder if they actually are being ethical and because they have like talked about like racial justice in terms of like cannabis before. And I wonder if actually that's gotten through to them or am I just giving them too much credit? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they say one thing and do the other all the time. Yeah, I think, time. I think if anything, they just like, it's probably just not, they probably did like market research and found out that like the women that are reading this, like don't smoke weed and they're like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I still, um, like, I, I'm not really interested in taking like full doses of psychedelics. I'm sure it's great. Like that Michael Pollan, um, podcast episode was sort of interesting, but I, I would be curious to do like a real, a, a true micro dose of either psilocybin or acid and see how that, how that feels if I'm like trying to work during the day or whatever, I'd be, I'd be curious to check it out. Yeah. I don't uh, have uh, any interest in that really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I thought this was like sad if, um, oh, I also do want to, well, I guess I shouldn't say that on the podcast. Never mind. What? I was going to say, um, well, no one's going to listen to this. I would like to get into growing, um, opium poppies. Oh yeah. You said that last week. <laughs> to I mean, try to make tea. I just want to make opium tea. Sounds so good. I want to like go with a shaman and do like mushrooms or like MDMA and have them like guide me through like some sort of like trauma healing mm-hmm. thing. But I don't want to like be like microdosing every day. Oh, see, I'm totally opposite. Trauma healing with a shaman sounds so intense. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. I'm sure it would be helpful for me. I probably have a lot of unresolved issues. And yet, eh, I don't want to face them. Jen Gunter just retweeted some woman who posted a pair of socks that says, don't make mommy be a bitch. Oh my God. Do you think Jen Gunter's into that like mom's life comic person? I don't know. They seem like peas in a pod to me yeah. or like at least like they would. It seems like she would like follow it. Like maybe she's yeah, not yeah. like obsessed with it, but she's like, it's on her radar and she's yeah. into it. Uh, and she I claims would... she made Dr. Jen adjacent blueberry pancakes with a side of yogurt, peach and granola, which I also doubt. <laughs> I mean, I think just for herself. There was another, I didn't even want to talk about it, but there was another like obscure article in an obscure publication that had a very like mild criticism of something that Jen Gunter said about um, 
menopause or something. I don't even know. Yeah. But it was like literally something that no one has read or no one has heard of. And she and adjacent both were like terrorizing them on Twitter. It was so insane. It's like every week this happens. Yeah. I, I really feel like someone with more power than us needs to like put a stop to it, but there's no way you just have to let them go. It's like, these people are just bullies. Yeah. And she's someone who's so like pugnacious on social media. I feel like a lot of her fault. I mean, she has like her diehard, um, her diehard followers who will, you know, follow her to the end of the earth. But I do feel like she's so irritating on Twitter. We can't be the only one, like a large percentage of her followers are probably, I would say like the silent majority is probably sick of her antics and just won't say anything. Cause they know that they're going to be like terrorized. I think that, um, with all of this stuff, people just like follow whoever is like the loudest making and creating the most drama because it yeah. gives them like a little dopamine hit. For sure. Oh yeah. Twitter is like a little soap opera to, I love, that's the, the best thing about it is to just follow the little feuds. Yeah. Uh, which is really like sick and sad. Yeah. I'm really not on social media that much anymore at all. Good for you. I like do a quick scroll. Also, when I do go on social media, I literally open Instagram. I watch all of Melissa Urban's stuff. I check. Oh, has she recovered from her toddler elbow? No. Oh, it's it's long toddler elbow now. Yeah, it's well now she has to do. She can't do pull ups. Oh, Melissa. And she's, um, you know also she's still going she was like every when she she like films herself doing workouts and like writes like a motivational thing on a whiteboard behind her or like on a piece of parchment paper and like that's like she posts it every day and um today she was like you don't need to earn rest like she's very like big lately on reminding herself to rest and that she can rest Um. I think that she really like she needs to rest she needs to rest listen to her listen to your body melissa i do think it's possible to like overdo it with With rest exercise oh with oh absolutely yeah and diet and just like if that's your whole thing forever and you like never give yourself a break or just like or you're like at a 10 with it for like decades i think you can do like also do a lot of harm to your body i mean imagine being like a big influencer and making a ton of money based on being like exercising all the time and like having the perfect body and like having the perfect diet. It's a lot of pressure. It's so much pressure. I can't imagine like she's built this empire of like being perfect. And if like, she's like, like, it's just crazy. She can't go a day without working out because then she can't like upload her thing or she would have to do like a major rebrand and be like, okay, everybody, like I'm not doing this anymore. Cause I can't, I mean, like, I think people would still like, follow her or whatever yeah. but I think it would also like ding her the credibility of like the whole 30 because like if she's doing a whole 30 and she's like 50 and can't still like lift weights every day and like do all this shit then like I mean it, then it's just proof that like even though she looks great and I'm sure she's really healthy it doesn't make your body like superhuman it just makes you healthy no. and, like, I mean if you any aspiring influencers out there it's better to make your brand being just like a lazy piece of shit because then you have nowhere to go but up. That's what we like, did. You know who popped up on my, like, I got a note, YouTube notification for um, AZ for Angela. I which, love her. I haven't, I haven't watched one of her videos forever. And yeah. I just saw, she was on vacation. She posted a picture of her drinking 
I don't even know where she finds this shit. Butter pecan ice cream flavored coffee. Oh, God. And it's like, I mean, God bless. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. She'll probably outlive us all. She probably will. She has great she, skin. She, she like, looks great. She looks so young and like her skin is like glowing. And she just like, she just like inhales she looks bath and really body works young. Camp. She's, I think she's like 50. He, yeah, I don't Yeah, I think she's like in her at least like late 40s. And she at looks, least late 40s, yeah. Yeah, she's doing something right. She's just enjoying her life. She's and her mother's still alive. Mother yeah. Patty. I mean, she looks she looks younger than Melissa Urban. I have to say. I think so too. She really does. That's really sad. <laughs> she, I think so too. She uh, looks younger than Gwyneth. <laughs> she does. She's the most beautiful person in the world, and all she eats is like preservatives. I know. And then she's like tries to go keto and she doesn't know how to say it and she tries but she, to she she looks she great she doesn't need to lose any i think she looks like her body is perfect like she like she shouldn't try to be super skinny well she's not yeah. she wouldn't be super skinny no but like she looks great don't change a thing angela i know she hosts a show in the morning with her friend her co where they just drive to work and talk where they the drive car. to work and her friend is like now like a really active participant on the show but still refuses to let herself be shown so like <laughs> it's just the camera's only on Angela driving but they're co-hosting the show but the friend doesn't want to be on camera and they're just constantly in the Starbucks drive through every morning they go to Starbucks and they get like a fucking like 30 ounce like caramel cream thing and they and then they're like oh that's good yeah (laughs) one time they tried they tried matcha and it was not it was not a hit with them oh they don't like matcha no it was like it was like starbucks matcha so it still was all sugar that's all sugar too but they it was too grassy for them grassy interesting uh i've yeah angela and melissa should do like um like a crossfire like a tucker carlson paul begala style antagonistic news show what i know oh god that would be so good oh i love angela so much she's she is my favorite influence yeah um all right what would you try did you say this or where no, are we? i would try the hair serum i feel like my hair is i hate i have problems with my hair like i work really hard on my hair i use really expensive hair care products I occasionally, I like when I go anywhere that's like remotely nice, I like flat iron my hair or whatever. I like straighten it. And it's never as like shiny and glossy as I want it to be. Mm. And I want to try the hair serum to see if it makes it shinier and glossier. All right. Wait, this is a goop Mm. brand hair serum or what is? Yeah, it's a goop brand it's hair a goop, serum. Okay. Yeah, it's the Goopo Restore Shine oh, Hair Serum. Okay. The um, and I remember when they first came out with it, I was like, sort of confused because you put it in your hair and then you shampoo it out. You like you do it like a hair mask before you shampoo your hair, but it looks like the sort of like hair oil that I use in my hair when I like straighten it or like before I blow dry it. Mm. so I was sort of confused like because it doesn't look like a hair mask which like usually would be like not like an but it looks like an oil but you use like a mask so it's like kind of I'm like what is this maybe that exists and I'm just not familiar with it I'd never really seen anything like it before and I was like I don't know what this is but I kind of want to just try it and see if it's good sounds great 
Yeah. Uh, I need to buy, well, now it's probably too late for the month. Um, I, I'm almost done with, I just have like shitty drugstore, um, retinol face cream at night. And I what, really, what about your prescription? Oh, I, I put the retin A on for sure, but I, that's not very like creamy. You know what I mean? Oh, you use retinol over your retin A? Yeah. Yeah. That seems uh, like overkill. Maybe. I mean, I probably don't need the retinol in the face cream because I have the retin A, but I, it was just like, I, I like, I either, so I alternate, I, cause I don't put the retin A on every night. I do like every other night or even sometimes every third night if I, my face feels a little dry. Uh, and then I'll alternate between the, I just have like Olay, like, you know, crappy drugstore brand, but it, it smells good and it like is really creamy. I like it. Or I'll do my everyday oil, which I don't just put on my face. I put it like all over my body at night and it's really nice. But anyway, I want to, I want to like, I do, I, it's been a long time since I bought a Goop product. So I'm like, I'm itching for one. I use, I have the best night cream. Oh, what is it? it? Not cheap, but it is really good. It is, um, I'm trying to look up exactly which one it is. I think it was the, which one do I use? It's the Aesop. Mm. Um, I think it might just be the perfect facial hydrating cream or I'm not, I don't remember exactly which one I use. But it's not a mask. It's just like a really, really thick night cream. And you just use like a tiny dab of it every night. And it's like so hydrating and moisturizing. I love it. But it's like 125 bucks. Not crazy. Oh, but it's, it's about the same as goop. Yeah. Yeah. But I would always. Um, that's the one I would go with. And then I do, you know, a bunch of other stupid shit. Yeah hyaluronic acid so that use the hyaluronic acid sure. well my my vitamin c serum also has hyaluronic acid yeah but you have to use it at night too so you do the vitamin c serum in the morning and then at night just do like a hyaluronic acid oh. and have the vitamin c serum so i have two i have the vitamin c one with hyaluronic acid and then i have just like a plain like ordinary one that is just the hyaluronic acid Oof. lately i've been really um really wanting to to do another round of um Bittner's daughter get it I, yeah because it's like it does last so long yeah. I might I might I might get it I'll have to wait till next month though with my my week of spending yeah but it's good I really needed to cut down on my spending for the last couple of months it was I know was I was bad. like going way over I mean like my just like my hair like everything I have in like my shower my skincare it's like this is stupid like it is actually stupid yeah and you don't need everything to be like Aesop and Goop. Like no. you don't need it. High, but, low. High, low. Right. But I do like the Aesop products. Like I people like, I know they have like the hand wash in the restaurant bathrooms and like it smells good and stuff, but it's like, it works so fucking well. Like every moisturizing cream they have is like the best moisturizer I've ever used. Wow. Um. So it's expensive, but it's like, I'm not just buying it because it yeah. like smells good or whatever. It's like, it genuinely it works, works better. Their so shampoos like, are really good too. I've never used their shampoo. I was, oh, I, this is, I had, I had booked a commercial and they put me up in a nice hotel in San Francisco when I was shooting, when I was shooting it and the hotel had Aesop products. Huh. And, 
I remember the shampoo was really good. Yeah, they're it's just like they're actually yeah, they're like actually good. All right. Oh, here's what I would try. I couldn't find okay. Obviously, the only recipe they had this whole week was the fucking clam bake, and I'm not gonna try that. Caitlin is off the grid. Seamus is, I don't know if he's dead or alive. Goop needs a full-time food person. And I found a perfect candidate. Him. Name from you might recognize her if you're our age or older. If you're younger, you'll have no idea who we're talking about. But she popped up on my Twitter feed today. And I was like, oh, she would be the perfect goop kitchen person. Susan Powder. Do you remember? You're obsessed with her. I am a little even too young for her, but I know who she is from you. She's like that crazy woman. You only know her from me? Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm really dating myself then. I didn't think she was that old. So she in the 90s, she had all these exercise books. She had it, her big book was called Stop the Insanity. Um, you her instantly recognizable face. She had like a, a bleach blonde buzz cut. She always was like really energetic. Um, she was super into like this was the height of the low fat craze. So she was super into high carb, low fat. She would eat like 12 potatoes a day and like 10 gallons of popcorn with like no but just like plain pop air air fried popcorn with no butter and now so um randomly uh paul Coupo just retweeted her on twitter this morning so that's the only reason i like but she she tweeted um this morning no thank you semicolon hiking ellipses <laughs> and then i think she just doesn't like hiking and it's like very, she just tweets in a very like haiku-ish, boomerish way, you know, like with lots of ellipses and weird punctuation and weird capitalization. That's how I also do stuff. <laughs> it's definitely how I text. Uh, I know I text that like that too, but I don't use quite as many. I feel like, or maybe the only boomer I regularly talk to is my mom, but she's yeah. like, is just constantly using lots of emojis. So I just equate that with boomer texting but. yeah but it's like I always think it's fun to write I mean I'm still I always think you look better if you're text if like you're not like super composed with that stuff but I realize that I'm alone in that so sure so then I was just scrolling through her feed three days ago tonight's dinner tip cook with foods you can should rub all over your body ginger coconut oil onions lemon cucumber turmeric garlic avocado that seems like very goopy. Um, yeah, yeah I remember, that was like an old thing when like I first was trying to get healthy ever. I remember it was like the stuff that you use on your body should be stuff that you could also eat. Interesting. I wonder it if it was kind of went the other way around, like okay. coconut oil and olive oil. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've, I just feel, and maybe it's just my little micro generation of elderly millennials, but I feel like she deserves a resurgence goop needs someone who will actually commit to working for them and to like developing recipes and i don't she actually doesn't seem like she's very on top of her shit because in april she tweeted um this spotify link to a podcast she was going to start it was it was called stop the insanity the podcast yeah and she just tweeted i think i just may dot 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 and then she like had started this podcast with a 16 second episode just called test on April okay. 23rd, 2022. 
Yeah. And then I looked and that's the only episode. <laughs> so she tested and she failed the test. But um, I hope she gets back into it because I like her and I like her point of view. I think maybe her way of eating is sort of slowly coming back into fashion. She cooks um, a lot of sweet potatoes. Like yeah, well, not not like as like not as crazy as she was doing it, but like I mean, all that stuff is sort of based on like a Mediterranean style diet, you know. Um, I think a lot of people still eat like that. Yeah. Like I've definitely known a lot of people who've been like high carb, low fat vegans. And she's into like she's like cooking a lot, like sweet potatoes and pineapple, and like it's like it's not like she's eating just junk food. I really think. I mean, I don't know if she's like great at making recipes. I just like her and I'm glad that she popped up today and I just need someone to work at Goop developing recipes because that's what got me into Goop in the first place. And now it's just, I know I've been going on this rant for years. It just seems like it's an afterthought and it's sad to me. I know the recipes are totally, are a total afterthought now, but I don't know. I just feel like also like the market is so saturated. Like food is just so like out there. I mean, there's just so much, like everybody's like a chef. Everybody's, you know, a foodie. Everybody knows everything about, you know, whatever fucking organically sourced, whatever shit they want to eat. Plus it's so political. It's so charged. It's not fun. It's so fucking maudlin. And it's so like, I don't know. I just like, I hate the food. I hate food right now. Like it's (laughs) so like, like food, like journalism. Yeah. I mean, I feel like food journalism has gone. It's like, definitely. It was so popular for a while. And now I feel like everyone's just said everything they need to say. I do. And it's funny going on the, um, the Bon Appetit, like Reddit community is still, it's so crazy to me. They're still like in mourning for all the old people and the old videos. And I like, mean, Jesus Christ, like get over it. It's so, cause I would go and I'd be like, oh, cause I'm, you know, cooking a Bon Appetit recipe from the new issue or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, I wonder what people think of this recipe. And it's crazy to me that this, I mean, maybe it's just this Reddit community, but like, they're all just, they're like drawing like pictures of, um, what's her face Claire Saffitz and being like I love you like it's still they're like living in the past in like a truly delusional way and they all they're all they're like they're like Hillary dead enders they all like hate Sola because she like ruined their like perfect it's really weird so I had to stop it's just like um even the Bon Appetit that like I kind of got into the Bon Appetit videos for a while and like I thought they were fun but they were also like kind of douchey and like um I don't know I mean they were all kind of like same it was bound to get old sooner or later like even if it didn't end like this like I think it would already it would it would just like not it would have ended in a different way or it's just like it would have been not as good it would have died down after the pandemic and it is very much of that like millennial perfection culture like that previous regime of Bon Appetit I do I think people aren't giving the new people a fair chance I mean I don't really watch the videos at all but like, I do think in the last year or two, like the recipes have been good and interesting and they've brought out a, like in, on a lot of new voices. And I, I make at least a couple recipes every month out of the magazine and 
they're they're good i yeah i don't i don't really understand i i feel like the people that are obsessed with the the old personalities of the bon appetit people are they don't actually like to cook like that's not why they it got into bon appetit. Like watched it for fun. yeah 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 I, just I, as good. I feel like that like millennial the one thing i'll say about those videos and i think the reason that i like them was not i it really wasn't for the cooking um because a lot of it was like not something I would ever like the Claire Saffitz thing was always just her like making like Sour Patch Kids. Oh, yeah, I would never but, make any of that stuff. Yeah. But um, it was it really felt more like entertainment than like educational. Yeah. But that that millennial perfectionist thing you said it because it felt very much like um in the shadow of like baby boomers. Like it felt like watching them felt kind of like a reality version of like a Nora Ephron like movie or something like mm. that or like um what I'd imagine characters from like when Harry met Sally would do at work all day for sure like or like it literally felt like um you know she she wrote about food so much like in heartburn like it felt like very like of that like in that genre but like a modernized version which i think is what like millennials have always been trying to do like we've always been trying to be like our parents were in the 90s because it's like like our goal the twin sort of aspirational professions of that like nora efron nancy myers it's like you have a perfect kitchen and you work at like this high-powered media magazine job and like that that was combining those two things into one yeah, and I feel like it was sort of like wish fulfillment for people with shitty jobs because mm. it would be like it they made it look so easy and fun. Yeah. And then we all learned that they had shitty jobs too. And, and then like, it turned oh, out their yeah. jobs were also really fucking shitty. And they were also working at like an unpaid fucking content mill, just like us. Yeah, yeah. And we had to uh, reckoning with it. Yeah. But yeah, if you like to cook, I know that Agnes, you're done with food, you're anti-food, but give the new bon appetit a chance the magazine is still good the recipes are good i mean look i'm pro good recipes i'm just like i want to come at it from like a nutrition first and not be like oh i have to try this because x person made this or like Mm -hmm. and it's also like you know it's just the same thing for me as like going and buying the most expensive thing like cream like face cream or whatever like I would look at Bon Appetit and I would be like, oh, these people are eating this. Like I need to make that too so that I can also have this like lifestyle and I can also be like this type of person. And no matter how much I did it, like I never was that type of person. I never felt like I was in that lifestyle because like it just wasn't, it, it, that won't, that doesn't make my life better for real. You know know who really fall, fell off the map from that era is um, Melissa Ross. Like, what is she doing? Marissa. Marissa Ross, sorry. The wine woman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard from her in a minute. We used to go to the same workout class. Mm. But Um, that was, she was like the epitome of that, like, millennial go getting fucking workaholic girl boss culture. Let's see. She, oh, she's still out there. But like, how is she She making a living? She was the Bon Appetit wine editor. But she left when Adam Rappaport got fired, I think. I don't think they even have a wine editor anymore. Yeah, because it's like the Gen Zs have taken over and they don't, it's all like, they don't drink. There are certain things about the new Bon Appetit that I don't like. Like they had this whole recipe this week for um, 
it was like joug marinated chicken which is that like spicy green sauce and they just wanted you to go to trader joe's and buy it it literally said in the ingredient list trader joe's joug and then it said serve with trader joe's pita and that was like that's a where step did you read that in bon appetit that was a step that's too far for great. me no it's not, not that, yeah that's like it's crossing a line Although I will say this, here's something I'm going to say about Bonap- about not Bonapartee, about Trader Joe's. So of course I, I was anti Trader Joe's and I was like, every time you go to Trader Joe's, it's like all they have there is junk food and everything is made with like all these like inflammatory oils and like whatever. I have been consuming so much Whole30 content and you can't really consume that kind of stuff without coming across like a healthy Trader Joe's haul, a health, Whole30 Trader Joe's ingredient list, whatever in the near future, I will return to Trader Joe's and I will make healthy and I will get some healthy stuff and I will talk about it on this podcast. Wow. Let's plan that out so we can both go to Trader Joe's, both return to hell for both of us. Haven't been in months. And then we'll. The return to Trader Joe's. Yeah. Oh, it scares me. I do want to go. They, they came out with like some pickle seasoning that looked really good, but I heard it like sold out instantly. Um, anyway all right we're rambling what would you buy oh I mean I just said like all the home gym stuff although I don't know why I said that because the fact is like I never have and never will work out at home and I'm always like maybe if I have more equipment maybe if I have more of this more that no I hate working out at home I don't know why I said this I guess in case I need to prepare for the next lockdown there's never going to be one again and I'm for that I'm for relaxing of all. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I did appreciate because they they started they started selling that like th- I guess Theragun now is making a vibrating foam roller that's like one hundred and fifty dollars. You know what? That's capitalism, baby. It you is. don't need that. That's a hat on a hat. You and- just need a foam roller. And I did, I did appreciate, they did say, if you want something a little less techie and they had like a tiny little link to get the old Laura, Lorox foam roller. So she's, she's still, I mean, they're not, they're definitely not like marketing her, but like they're linking to her, they're linking to her. So there, I don't think there's any bad blood between them. Okay. Uh, Okay. I would buy. Okay. So Goop had an article that was the summer denim styling guide. And obviously this is all for like women, but, um, I really want a pair of denim shorts before the summer's over. Denim? Yes. I haven't had a pair. I don't think I've, have I ever owned a pair of denim shorts? I don't know. But I feel, I don't know. Like I've been, you know, exercising a lot. I feel like my body's in a good place. I want to, you know, show off my, my beautiful calves and my thick thighs. And so I, Goop obviously is, you know, just has links for women. So I was looking at like, denim shorts for men and they had like a men's health roundup and then they had like a gq roundup and it seems i don't know i still have to look but all the shorts either seem for me like either too straight or too gay there's not like a middle ground here because it's all like either nine inch like baggy you know levi's or like wrangler or like you know i guess five inches in that short but like there's there's a company called bare bottom that's like a very popular gay it's it, i don't know it shows up on my instagram all the time and they're good sh- like, i guess they're good shorts perfect like 
I don't know the inches. Like, where on your leg do you want them to come to? Because I can't picture what the inches. I mean, I so five. I have a couple pair of five inch shorts just in general and i think they're good for like if i'm going to the pool or like like where like physically like like describe like where on your leg would that come to so five five is like halfway between my crotch and my knee okay so it's like it's short but it's not like crazy it's not like mango from snl yeah (laughs) so bare bottom ones seem to be that exact length they seem, I mean, they might be okay, but I, for denim, I wanted something a little more masculine. <laughs> I wanted like a six, maybe a seven, but it seems like the choices were either five or nine. I don't know. I might look into, there's one that's Abercrombie, like vintage 90s style one that was like $45. I might try that. Oh, that's cheap. Why don't you just um, get a, cut a pair of jeans that you have and have them hemmed? That seems so complicated. Well, it's just like making like, just like cut the legs off your jeans. Yeah, I I wouldn't be, I would look so stupid if I tried to do something like that. I'm, I think because I'm left-handed, I am the least crafty. Like I was always the person in school, if you had to make an art project, mine would look like, like I should be in special ed or something. Yeah, I was really really bad. So I think I've traumatized for well, trying you could to do also anything. just like you could have them tailored. I could, I could. I I'll, and I'll if look. you just if you cut them like if you cut them a little bit and you were like, I just need the hemline sewed or something, and you're like, I want it to be this inch, it might not be as yeah. much as like you know what I mean. Maybe it probably would be cheaper than even buying like a pair of shorts. Yeah, if I had, I do have a couple old pairs of jeans. I'll think about that. But um, I don't know. I realized living in LA, I wear shorts like probably more out of the year than I wear long pants. And I still only like have a few pairs. So I'm like, I should just come to grips with the fact that I'm wearing shorts all the time and buy more. Anyway. Yeah, do it. That's what I would buy. Guys, um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, wait, let me see. Do we have a new Patreon this week? Let's see. I think we do. Yes. Maddie. Maddie is our newest patron. Thank you. so. Thanks for joining. Um, thank you everyone who listens. If you want more content, go to the Patreon join. We will soon, as soon as whole 30 is done, we will have a big superfina extravaganza and tell you all the hits and misses. Can't wait. And also we'll go to Trader Joe's. Yes, Trader Joe's Hall. Um yeah. Back bad out of hell, back to hell. <laughs> anyway, uh I'm losing my mind. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Join the Patreon if you want to hear it. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.